Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Get off my lawn. I had a flashback to the days where uh, you got your shoes at Pickway. Some of you out there may remember Pickway. Pickway, shoes. I don't know that. That was the cheap. Do a little research. I think Payless ended up buying Pickway. Oh, here Back we go. Back in my day. There's the piano. Back in my Pickway day, shoes. we used to walk through the that snow was, for 75 miles was, to get to Pickway. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you wanted to diss someone in grade school or middle school, you told them they bought their shoes at Pickway. That was great. They actually found the photo of the old Pickway Shoe Mart. Just shoes, cheaply priced. And yes, if you really wanted to stick it to someone in school, you said they got their shoes at Pickway. That <laughs> was one of the ultimate insults that could be hurled on the playground back in 1974. All right. Um, agree or disagree time here, Christopher. Let's begin with your San Francisco 49ers, or more accurately, the team that is coached by your good friend Kyle Shanahan. Here yeah. he is on their current plan for handling rookie quarterback Trey Lance, in whom they invested three first-round picks and a third-round pick. You know, we didn't draft Trey to just fix this year. You know, we drafted him so he could be the quarterback here of the future. And I get that's a matter of time. Um, but we're not playing him just because of what our record is or just because of that. So that's why our first thing in our discussions is how healthy is, is he and how is he going to look today. But just because of how our last four games have gone, that doesn't really affect on whether we're playing Trey or not right now. Um, You know, I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into what he said we didn't draft him for just this year but to be the quarterback of the future I, I think more accurately and and I don't know how specific and precise Kyle is with his words at press conferences sometimes I don't think he is and sometimes I think that creates problems for him right but you can interpret that response as suggesting that they were kind of hoping he'd he'd kind of step in and uh, yeah 
and and right. figure it out sooner than he has. You know, there's a lot of 49ers fans out there saying, oh, he was he was drafted to be the guy two or three years from now. Well, well but they wanted an upgrade to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. It, it doesn't right. make sense. Right. And and if and if we take his words literally, then they 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 did they did have an eye toward him playing this year, and it just hasn't worked out yet. Uh, well, I mean, like, listen, I agree with his comment. I do. They they did draft Trey Lance so he could be the QB of the future, but I think it could be both here a little bit to like what you're t- what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think there was a legitimate like feel and hope that he could take over and could be ready. And you know, I think we talked about it in the preseason. I think it was that that Chargers preseason game where I think we both felt Jimmy Garoppolo doing an interception, and I, I, in my heart of hearts, feel like, oh, take him out after the interception? Oh, yeah, great. Like, what a bad taste you leave in his mouth. And it was almost like, oh, let's get him in there. Now's our chance to, you know, let him shine, and maybe he can take the reins of this. And, of course, it was a little all over the place. Uh, it was more than all over the place. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. And the fact that, yeah, I do think there was a hope this year that he could maybe establish or, or take over the show here. But I do think ultimately the main thing was to have him as the quarterback of the future. So I do agree with that, at least that, that what we're showing here in the bottom of the screen. The future's just looking a little bit, a little bit shaky in San Francisco now. And Peter King mentioned the other day that they're eight games under 500, Shanahan, and John Lynch, even with that phenomenal 2019 season, yeah, eight games under right. 500. I'm, I'm saying it now, and and I like John Lynch, and I respect what he did as a player. And you know, they they got off to a great start, but they 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 made some some bad decisions with some of their draft picks. They made some bad decisions at quarterback, and I won't be surprised if there's a new GM next year. I won't be surprised at all. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, again, I know everybody thinks I got all these answers about San Francisco and, and I got inside info. I don't. I don't. You know, I do know I do know this. I know Kyle has tremendous respect for John Lynch, and John Lynch, of course, has done some good things, you know, and, and I don't know where that relationship or how they divvy up the work. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, we know, you know, ultimately Shanahan is the GM. He makes the call on everything. So, again, I guess it's going to be – you know, about does he feel like John Lynch is doing his part, supporting him, give, supplying him with the right information, asking the right questions? Yeah, I, I don't have the answers to all of that. Um, all I can tell you is, yeah, I mean, I think John's pretty damn good, has a good feel of the game. And from everything I've ever seen interacting with both of them, there's tremendous respect from both sides with both of them. Like, I never, I never feel... Like with Mayock and Gruden, right? We felt like, oh, there's tension. And then, of course, we heard some rumors. I, I've never gotten that feel with Shanahan or Lynch, nor have I ever heard any of those rumors. So uh, we'll see. But, yes, definitely the pressure has certainly been turned up a notch here over the last few weeks in San Francisco. And I don't think Shanahan's the kind of guy who sends off that vibe of constant irritation. It's a different vibe from him altogether than John Gruden. Yeah. And I could see them getting to the end of the season and having – a get together where they decide that changes need to be made. And and again, I, I still think there's somebody in the organization that prevails on Kyle to choose to do things that maybe he otherwise didn't want to do, whether it's going for Jimmy Garoppolo instead of waiting for Kirk Cousins or whether it's taking Trey Lance instead of Mac Jones. Somebody in there is able to to steer him in the way that they want him to be steered and make him think that's where he wants to go. The 49ers are not the only team that has struggled in recent years 
at quarterback. The Denver Broncos have been searching and hoping and looking and trying and failing to find a long-term answer. Teddy Bridgewater, still the starter. Here he is discussing where things currently stand and whether the panic button should be pressed for the three and four Broncos. You can sense like, man, you know, it's, it's no, no panic. And I, t- I said it to the guy yesterday. I'm like, man, we got to have a sense of urgency. You know, it's not time to panic, but it almost is because, you know, um, you know, this thing can go in the wrong direction fast. Yeah, look, when you start 3-0 and and you lose four in a row, you just you feel like you're in quicksand. Yeah. And you need to get out of it desperately. They have a chance this weekend against Washington. You know, Washington's 2-5, and five and, and I feel like there's, so, there's still so much dysfunction in that organization. The, what did Joe Judge say last week? The fish stinks from the head down. Yeah. Well, the yeah. head of the fish Good is one. still there. I don't care how many changes they've made to the gills and the scales and the fins. The head of the fish is still there in Washington, and it's still stinking from the head down. And the team is a major disappointment this year, so the Broncos get a chance to get a win this weekend. But, um, uh, you know, hey, Teddy understands. And, yeah, there was some talk last Thursday night uh, coming out of the the first half. Maybe they were going to put Drew Locke in. I'm surprised there, there hasn't been more talk. On the broadcast. Yeah. Well, you know, he got a chance to play in the second half of that Ravens game, and he didn't play well. If he'd played well then, maybe he'd already be in now. Well, I know. I mean, oh, great. He gets to get thrown out there in the Ravens when they're getting the I know. Buzz, you know, just, it's, I, know I know you are. I'm not trying know, to get mad at you. I'm just talking to But brother. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. It's a tough situation. I mean, that's just tough. Oh, yeah, we have. you haven't taken first-team reps or done anything in a month, but now we want you to go in the Ravens game and save it. Like, oh, okay, great. Thanks, Coach. You know, that's where it's tough as a backup quarterback. Um, yeah, it, I mean, to me, it is panic time in Denver, for sure. I mean, it's it's gotten there. You know, the defense is incredibly banged up. As we know, they got injuries there, you know, and then the offense. Yeah, there's a few weapons missing, certainly, but there's still enough weapons to go around to be a little bit more impressive than they, what they've been. And that that's to me where, you know, again, I don't, I don't know how long, you know, they'll wait or what it's going to take. Um, you know, last even last week, you know, you just get into that game itself. You know, oh, okay, great. At the end of the day, like, you know, they got it going in the second half, but that's a little bit of the M.O. of Teddy Bridgewater. It's like, oh, he, he starts to press the issue when they're down 20, and it's like, wait, the game's over now, buddy. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, and, and then, of course, it's we made him the quarterback so he doesn't make mistakes, but yet he's making mistakes everywhere. He's missing wide-open receivers. The interception he threw in the game last, last week, it's, it's a slam-dunk touchdown pass for, like, 25 out of the 32 starting quarterbacks in football. Instead, it becomes an egregious interception. So a lot of plays being left on the field the last few weeks. This was my concern, you know, before the year with Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't think he's taking advantage of all that's there to be had. I know it's not perfect and he's getting beat up and hit a little bit, all that. I understand that. Um, But to me, this has got to be about the last straw. If he doesn't play well this week, uh, they got to make a move because they got to get somebody in there that can make some plays off schedule and take advantage of some of the plays that have been there down the field. And I, that's where I, I always thought Drew Locke had a little bit of an advantage. So do you agree or disagree that it's not time to panic yet, but the time to panic is coming? I, I, I let's see. It's yeah, I guess I agree. I want to say I, I guess I want to say no, I disagree. It's time to panic. Like, it's go. It's go time. Like, it's, you got to come out, you know, on fire this week. We can't like, oh, let's feel the game out and we'll step on the gas pedal when things get dangerous. No, no. 
A lot of the times when they've been doing that lately, it's it's too late. It's like the game's over and it's way too high, big of a hill to climb at this point. So I guess I'm I guess I'm disagreeing because uh, it's time to panic right now. Um, I, and I agree. And look, it's weird, Chris, to see the Broncos trading for help, becoming buyers at the trade deadline. Um, that that it's just odd because you. you have a GM who's there for six years uh-huh. or as long as he can last in six years, and a head coach who's going to be gone. Let's face it, if they don't make it the playoffs this year, because George Payton did not roll through the door saying, "Hey, how Vic Fangio? Hey, this is the guy. This is the guy who's at the top of my list of the coaches I've been carrying around in my pocket." that I'm going to hire when I become a GM. He, he knows who he wants to bring in and run the team, or right. at least has a list of, of candidates, and I doubt Vic Fangio's on them. And uh, it, it, it may, maybe, maybe, Peyton, maybe Peyton is trying to be fair to Fangio and give him everything he needs to try to turn this season around. I think so. And try to, you know, try, just try to yeah. get to 9-8. and eight. I don't think they've had a winning season since they won the Super Bowl, so yeah. it's just odd, it's just odd it to is. me that their buyers – when, it, if anything, they should be sellers. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I definitely, you know, raised my eyebrows a little bit to go, whoa, whoa, okay. I mean, yeah, I think you laid it out perfectly. Yeah, I mean, it's they're at the point here where, you know, I know they're still in this thing, so they're giving it a go. But, yeah, you're going to go all in for a guy in Vic Fangio to save his butt, but maybe burn your own butt the next two or three years down the road with trading away assets to make it happen right here and, yeah, that's where it's a tough decision, and you know they're making millions of dollars, so they can figure it out. Well, and the other thing that's looming for the Broncos, they're going to have a new owner next year, barring yeah. some sort of an unexpected agreement among the Bolin family to buy out the folks who don't want to be involved anymore, somehow get them market value for their shares, and move on with a smaller group of Bolins running the show, which I think is unlikely. Somebody's going to buy that team, and, and then everything potentially changes for the Denver Broncos, and Plenty of Broncos fans are probably looking forward to that based upon how things have been since they won Super Bowl 50. Last one, Arthur Smith, Falcons head coach. They've had six games together. Uh, Arthur Smith and quarterback Matt Ryan. Here's Smith on his belief that Ryan is underrated. you got to have a, the right mindset, and you gotta, you got to have some courage, and especially at the quarterback position, and, and he does. He's a special player. I, I personally think he's criminally underrated if you look at his career here in the National Football League. Do you agree or disagree, Christopher David Sims, that Matt Ryan is criminally underrated? I, I understand the point he's trying to make. I'm going to disagree, though. I, I am. I mean, again, hey, listen, this guy, he's a legend of the sport. There's no doubt about that. I'm not ready to say he's a Hall of Famer in any way, that, that way. You know, he's had tremendous support around him on the offensive side of the ball since get-go. I mean, he took over a team that was really good but fell in the gutter because of the Michael Vick dog issue and that to where they were set up for success. They, had, they, were, they were ballers from get-go. To me, where I'll always get into it a little bit is just, you know, playoffs. Lost, he's lost a lot of games to teams that where he was on the better team and they lost. Uh, that, to me, he's missing marquee wins in big situations. I think that's where, like, legend, but can't sit there and say all-time great. You know, and, and damn, I, I mean, I know he's done a lot of good stuff. I'm not trying to, like, disrespect that. But if we're trying to put him on the level of, like, the great quarterbacks of this era as far as Rodgers, Russell Wilson, of course, the Brady's, uh, anybody else you want to mention in that category? Like, no, I don't think he's in there on their level. He's playing really good football right now, but 
I mean, even though he's playing really good football, he's not a top 10 quarterback right now in football. There's some damn good quarterbacks in football right now. He's not a top 10 quarterback. He's real good. But is he better than Kyler, Brady, Rodgers, Dak, Stafford, Russell Wilson, Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Herbert, Derek Carr, Mahomes? No, he's not. So that's where I guess I would disagree a little bit as far as right now. I understand the point he's trying to make. Uh, maybe he doesn't always get the credit quite deserves, but I, I'm going to disagree with that. I don't think he's criminally underrated. But that's the point, too. If you identify guys in isolation as top 10 quarterbacks and then take all the guys you identified as top 10 quarterbacks, you will have 20 of them. There are that many good quarterbacks right now. No doubt. And, you know, just kind of like how Russell Wilson slipped down your top 40 list this year a little bit because there are younger guys coming in Some who studs. are better than him. Right. That's going to happen. Yes. All right. First of all, is it from get-go or is it from the get-go? <laughs> I thought it was from the get-go. <laughs> well, I just cut out a word. I'm trying to make it quicker. You did it that. twice. <laughs> I don't know. I let the first one go, but then you did it again. And well, I'm thinking, does he think it's the, the phrase is from get-go? I don't think it's from get-go. No, it probably is not. I mean, what are you? Of course. I mean, if you got a guess, I probably said it wrong. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> um Last one for you, and yeah. then we got to take a break. All right. You got something else on get No, I, I was going to ask you. Before you, we get gone? You did, you're, you're with me on that conversation, though, with the uh, the Matt Ryan thing? I Yeah, I, I agree yeah. That, that he that we disagree. I agree to disagree yeah. with Arthur Smith right. that he's not criminally underrated. He's right. properly rated. Right. Um, Matt Ryan, is he top 10 all-time in career passing yardage, yes or no? I, yes, he is. He is. I think he's like seven or eight, right? Is that He's uh, eight. Yeah, right. He's eight. Yeah. 57,435, and he has 5,000 more, let's say 4,500 more than Aaron Rodgers, right. and they both became starters the same year, yeah. 2008. Now, right. Ryan walked right in. 2008 Rodgers sat for three years but How they many, both became starters the same year yeah that's right and you know I mean again I'll, I'll sit here and argue and go Matt Ryan's had way more talent around him on the offensive side of the ball I mean that that's you know the one thing he didn't beat Rodgers in is you know I don't think he got to 40,000 yards as quickly and he definitely didn't get to three or 400 touchdowns as quickly I mean Rodgers scores touchdowns Matt Ryan gets first downs that's that to me is the difference right there that's great Rodgers gets inside the red zone. It's laser beams, touchdown. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, you're the greatest I've ever seen. Matt Ryan, it's like, how come they can't get Julio Jones a touchdown catch in the red zone? So that there's a difference there. I don't think we'd have that problem if Rodgers was playing with Julio Jones. All right? That would not, that would not be happening. Um, so, yeah. And, again, you know, stats of this era, come on. They're all going to be blown out of proportion. You know, they got a lot of things going for them in this era. First off, the quarterback to coach the or the coach to quarterback communication, the allowance of getting three plays in a quarterback's ear is a great advantage for offensive football in this era. People forget about that. Yeah. You know, back in Joe Montana's day, he had to sit there and watch Bill Walsh give signals and do this. And it was like, okay, he wants me to run to the right. Okay, that's the play we're running. You know, now they can go call seven different plays. You'll ne you're never wrong. Sean McVay's talking to Jared Goff. He's at the line of scrimmage. And then, of course, all the rules for the offense. And then the quarterback doesn't – he's not allowed to get hit in any game anymore. So all of those things are going to add to huge numbers in this league right now. 
I'm just trying to do some math here on whether or not Matt Ryan with 57-435 has a chance to get into 71,000 territory and pass Brett Favre and Peyton Manning before he's done. Depends on how many years he's able to play, how many years close, he right. wants to play. Yeah. Um, but before we go to break, we've, we've had some interaction on Twitter today, and I am learning that plenty of people under the age of 30 do know who the Roadrunner is. We're now trying to figure out whether it's Beep Beep or Meep Meep. Our friend Tom Marshall from the UK says that the Roadrunner cartoons are a great metaphor for the NFL. Sooner or later, Wiley Coyote will drop the anvil on his own head. <laughs> so that's, that's definitely something that's going on with the WFT investigation. Let's uh, take a break. The Texans made a trade yesterday, not the one that we've been waiting for, but uh, they may be in full-blown fire sale mode. We'll discuss that next on PFT Live. Around any corner, within every battle, And with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't really get into rumors. I don't really pay attention to rumors and hypotheticals and this and that. Um, two is our quarterback. I've said that you know multiple times, and I've said that to him. And it's about as you know, I try to be you know honest and transparent with our players, and you know that's what I've been. This game the same way I approach any other game. So. Yeah, I would say it still is a normal week. The only thing is, um, you know, I, I really respect and appreciate his transparency, um, you know, with where he's at with that. Um, but, you know, within our conversations, I like to keep those private too. So I hear it, you know, I, I, I do hear it. The thing is, I, you know, I, I just don't listen to it, you know. That, that's the thing. Um, but yeah, that's that. Mike Tomlin's reaction to the question he got earlier this week yeah. about coaching in college. Right. It, it, it makes it easier to scrutinize a far less compelling effort to talk around and through and past delicate questions. Because 
Brian Flores was at the other end of the spectrum when it comes to passion, anger, and zeal. And when I first saw that clip, I thought, well, wait, this is from last week. No, it's the same thing. And it's just very perfunctory denial. And and it's not even a denial. He talks about transparency. That was the word he used. That was a word that Tua Tagovailoa used. And I think that transparency is they at some point had to sit down and tell him this is something we're looking at doing. Right. And, you know, it's on you to potentially change our minds. Yeah. Yeah. Because we need great quarterback play to be where we want to be. And we haven't gotten it from you yet. So if you want this talk to die down, go out and kick some ass and take some names. Yeah. No. I, I yeah. that that's the, the best way to interpret what we just heard from both Brian Flores and from Tua. No, I, I mean, I think you explained it right. And, I mean, it's been good from Tua, definitely. I mean, it has, you know, but but at the end of the day, too, they've lost two games to the Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars since he's back. And, you know, they're not exactly world beaters as far as teams are concerned. Um, so, yeah, he's in a tough situation. He really is. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, hey, this is, like, a little different to me, like – Brian Flores talking about the quarterback situation as compared to like maybe let's say a Kyle Shanahan too though you know Brian Flores he's just the coach of the team yeah I'm sure he knows what's going on trades free agency everything there sure I'm sure but he's not like ultimately gonna make that decision that, that's not what he does so you know for right now he's just coaching the team and trying to give the quarterback confidence and it's going come on let's let's keep winning some games He's, he's not ultimately maybe worried or, or as involved as some of that stuff as the guys around football who are both the coach and the GM. That's a different thing. So, you know, I can buy that answer from a guy like Brian Flores a little bit more than maybe, you know, the other coaches out there that we know that have that ultimate power. And look, here's the bottom line. The Dolphins still want Deshaun Watson. No I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I thought maybe it was going to happen Tuesday. Uh, and, it just shows you that it is a deadline-driven sport because the deadline's next Tuesday. And if I'm the Texans, I don't mind dragging it out a little bit longer because I don't want Deshaun Watson to be ready to go week nine when the Texans ah. play yeah. the Dolphins. Right. So let's kick it to 3.59 p.m. Eastern next Tuesday and minimize the chance that Deshaun Watson has to come in and destroy us. Because otherwise, they got to be looking at a game thinking, hey, we got a chance to steal win number two against sure. the Dolphins. I mean, sure. they've lost six in a row. They don't look good. Um, but uh, clearly the Dolphins are in it for Deshaun Watson. Now, there was a lot of work being done yesterday by members of the Panthers organization to get reporters, several of whom were gathered at the league meeting that was held in New York to push this idea that the Panthers are out and that they were never in. They may be out, but they also were in. And it makes me think that they're getting the vibe yes. that it's not going to fall to them, that, that the Dolphins had dibs. And if it didn't work out with Miami, then the Panthers go from on deck to batter's box. They're not getting into the batter's box. So they're putting out the word that never wanted them because they can't go forward yeah. saying, Here's who our quarterback is, but, man, we really wanted the other guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I said this yesterday a, a little bit, right? Where I think it was yesterday. We, or, no, Tuesday. I think we had this conversation a little bit just about, hey, that was, that was something that I, I know I had heard from some people I trust around the situation that, yeah, Watson was heavily favoring the Dolphins and Carolina was almost no way, not, or no way, or certainly not even close to where 
the Dolphins were in Deshaun Watson's eyes. You know, and I, I think I questioned it. I wanted to be like, why? I mean, man, Panthers got a lot of things that in place if I'm playing quarterback to think, woo, they could be dangerous in years to come. But, you know, obviously he's he's hell-bent on, on the Dolphins, and that's the rumor we've heard from the get-go. Uh, and I think it's it's beyond rumor. It's not – these are things we've we've heard, I think, both from people we know know. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I expect it to happen here sometime in the next four or five days for sure. There was a way that the dominoes would fall that would cause him to pick Carolina and waive his no-trade clause for Carolina. They haven't fallen that way yet, and – Yesterday's reporting caused me to conclude that they're not going to fall that way, that it's going to be Miami or no one. And I also think, and, and I haven't heard this, and this is something that I think the Texans would keep very close to the vest, and also it's, it's not enforceable if it happened. I think they promised the kid they're going to trade him before the tra- trade deadline. I think they've told him. Now, they've promised him things in the past they didn't they didn't live up to, like yeah. he'd be involved in the coaching search and the GM search, and they ultimately didn't even interview the guys he recommended, the two coaches he recommended, Eric Bieniemy and Robert Sala. But um, I, I I think that that they want to get this done, and I think they fear that if they don't, he's going to show up on Wednesday, November 3rd, and say, I'm ready to play some football, and then they have a mess. Yeah. Because you can only do this paid leave at the team level if the player's on board with it. If he's not, that that was written out of the CBA in 2006. You cannot keep a guy away who wants to be there. You can either suspend him without pay yeah, or you can cut him or trade him. And, of course, if it's after 4 p.m. on November 2, you can't trade him anymore. Right. So I don't know how real of a risk that is, but I think they want to get this done by next Tuesday. And right now it's pointing – as heavily as ever toward the Miami Dolphins. They did make a trade yesterday, though. Mark yeah. Ingram back to the Saints. First-round pick of the Saints in 2011. Played there through 2018. Went to the Ravens for a couple of years. He was part of that that magical run that they had in 2019, and he was stumping for Lamar Jackson to be the MVP, and it was great. Last year, they decided they don't need him with J.K. Dobbins, and now he goes back to a former team, and uh, hey, hey he's, he's been exiled. This is great. Is exile the word? Rescued is probably the better word. Yeah, I think he's with a right. team that's now a contender. He was exiled to Houston. Now he's rescued with the Saints. And uh, he's got to be happy about how it's played out. I, I mean, he's got to be, definitely. I mean, he's be- he's back in a place where, you know, they want to run the ball. He's not going to have to just be the go-to guy. It's the perfect compliment to Alvin Kamara. He's a little bit different style runner. And, like, hey, you can't look at the stats with Mark Ingram. You can't do that. Because he's he's still got some gas left in the tank. You know, of course, hey, they've had a rookie quarterback who's struggled on the offensive side of the ball. Teams play to stop the run when they play Houston. Nobody's really scared of their pass offense. So that's led to, you know, not a lot of great yards per carry. But, man, he still can accelerate, and he runs hard as hell. You know, he's got that sledgehammer type of style as a running back that's still impressive, and the, the, the Saints need him. The Saints need him, and I know, like, Brandon Cooks was disappointed, and I know put out the tweet and everything there. But, man, I would think they're going to be, yeah, this is, you know, yeah, that, that a boy, this is bull. You know, I won't say another word this week. But I would think he's got to be getting shopped, too. Did you too. get in trouble? 
Did what? you get in trouble? You know, I didn't. I didn't get in trouble. I didn't. I didn't hear. Right. I, in let's fact, keep going then. Let's okay. keep going. All right. You mean you want me to keep swearing? Anybody up? Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. okay. No. Darn. Let's just let's pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Keep okay. moving. But, I don't want to get you in trouble. But you got to think, Brandon Cooks is maybe going to be involved in some talk here, right? I mean, Houston's yeah. got Chiefs. A, right. Send me the Chiefs. The Chiefs. The Packers. Somebody. They need them. I still think Buffalo needs one more weapon. I do. I think I think they need another guy. Another legit like wait. You can't just cover Stefan Diggs and think you're going to get away with it. So I, I would think that there's going to be some play for him out there. Uh, but good move by Nick Casario with Mark Ingram. And, you know, he's done a quietly good job of kind of doing a lot of right things there in Houston with their roster. But And if Brandon Cooks is in play, I, I, I can't help but wonder whether Tommy goes to Jason Light's office and tries to – Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there's no room <laughs> no, left. No, yes. But Antonio Brown's got this ankle injury and he's still on a crutch and – uh, I still it's impossible. Well, they weren't hurting they last were week. They moved that ball in New England. We yeah. gotta take a break. Yeah, okay. We're way over. Whoa! We're, we're just having conversations, oblivious to the fact that this is a TV show. We just ah. think we're hanging out talking about football. Well, that's what we we're need doing. to take a break. When we return, the latest on Baker Mayfield's shoulder. Will he be able to play this weekend against the Steelers? We'll talk about that more next on PFT Live. Have you had some healing? Did the, did the time off help you some? It definitely did. Uh, a noticeable difference in range of motion and strength. So, um, like I said, take it day by day and see where we're at. I'm not looking at the, that. I'm looking at taking it day, day by day. Um, I think you guys know how I am. I want to be out there playing. And like I said last week, if a situation where I would hurt the team if I was out there playing, I'm not going to do it. Wow, what a different tune for Baker Mayfield a week after he made it sound like he's going to play no matter what. It's his call. Nobody else makes the decision. I think he had a good conversation with someone, probably Coach Kevin Stefanski, the guy who makes the decision. Really works. <laughs> yeah, and if you're right. injured, if you're right. injured, you can't play no matter how stubborn you may be. So we'll see. It's either going to be Case Keenum or Baker Mayfield this weekend for a Browns team that has the Steelers coming to town, a rested and dangerous Steelers team. We do our Mega Picks podcast coming up later today, and I'm very tempted. I, we'll see how the spirit moves me in the moment, but I'm very tempted to pick the Steelers to win that game because, you know, I think that some of that fire we saw from Mike Tomlin on Tuesday, that's just a glimpse of what may be going on behind the scenes in Pittsburgh this week as they get ready to try to, to settle the score from that embarrassment they suffered in the playoffs last year to the Browns. You know, this is the Steelers. Steelers aren't yeah. supposed to lose to the Browns like right, that right. or ever to the Browns. Yeah. I, I, I'm i concerned for the Browns this weekend. Well, I hear you, you know, and again, yeah, Mike Tomlin, when you know he's got that type of attitude, and of course he's got like – he's got the horses behind him to back it up. He's got a lot of defensive players that can can match that attitude. That's when Pittsburgh's scary. Yeah, and that's where – hey, it's it's – you know, it's a different game because Pittsburgh is talented up front. We know that. And, you know, will, will Cleveland be able to depend on that run game to dominate? You might, you're going to need a handful of really good quarterback plays, I think, this week for Cleveland to win that game. And that, that's where I think it's interesting. And just, you know, we'll see what happens. Case Keenum did a good job last week. It wasn't anything special, but he did good. He ran the offense, made the plays when he had to for the most part. Um, and we'll see where Baker's at, you know, physically. Baker certainly got a little bit more of an explosive arm and can scare you that way. But, you know, I also we've seen Baker can get a little off kilter with making the right reads and, and maybe accuracy at times as, as well. So uh, very, very good matchup this week in the AFC North. Pumped to watch that game.
Keenum's first start in Minnesota in 2017 when he filled in for Sam Bradford was against the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and he was kind of overwhelmed there, but otherwise figured it out. So we'll see if if the game last Thursday night has kind of – if he's playing, we don't know. Yeah. We'll see, but maybe he'll be ready to go, and maybe he'll be ready to take down the Steelers. We're ready to take another break. We're going to draft the best matchups for Week 8. Yes, it's already Week 8. We'll get you ready for Week 8 when PFT Live continues right after this. Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Still killing trees with your little notebook, huh? I got to get up and get the toupee adjusted and get shaved. I have mentioned my shower door injury yesterday morning. So I have a new injury, Mike. I'm going to have a big old swollen cut me, Mick, thanks to a shower door. Yesterday afternoon, did you hear about my injury? And this morning, are you aware of my injury? I'm sorry you didn't have an independent doctor there to check you out. Uh, right away to know if you are concussed or not. I think it's something we have to we have to look at. Somebody got a new shirt for his birthday and he's trying it out for the first time. Got a little 80s vibe up at the top. Flock of seagulls, a little new wave. Boom, boom. But if you're regarded as a complete and total butthole, <laughs> by some, not by everyone. <laughs> if the doorknob is hot and you open it, you instantly die. Instantly die. <laughs> You're going to eat lightning. You're going to crap I may or may have not been speeding down the highway to make up time. I may or may have not run, run a few red lights. Simsisms. You've got, got a, a team, team, you know, by, by the, the kahunas, kahunas, for lack, lack of a better, better way to say it. So nobody, everybody else is getting off scotch-free. Scotch-free, just like Chris's coffee every morning. What's wrong with this picture when the guy who lives in Connecticut has chickens and the guy in West Virginia <laughs> That doesn't. is very true. Oh, tiny baby hands. No one looks like Gaston. I can attest that you are prickly. I, right, exactly. Perhaps right. Minus the L-Y at times. <laughs> thank you. Meow, 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 meow. Cats blow. Oh, here comes that pothead again. <laughs> I was just dabbling that. I was only dabbling. I wasn't a full-fledged right. pothead. <laughs> I'm hungry and I have to poop. I, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, the mics are always hot. They're always hot. Great cameo from Peter King, who provided the two-word bit of wisdom, cats blow. And I fully agree. How dare sentiment. you? don't like Dogs cats? Rule. Come on. Cat. Well, I'm allergic to cats. Okay. I mean, look. I, I, you know, I almost swore. I figure you got away with it. I, I should be able to get away with it. You should. I deal with a nuss. I deal with enough selfish people. I'll just use the word people in my life. Yeah. I don't need my pet to be one of them. Well, I, I okay. I, I don't know. I haven't met Macy yet. I'm sure she's a little selfish too in her own ways. But I, I like cats. I do. I am. I, I'm. I mean, dog. I love animals. Obviously, I got a bunch of animals in my house. But man, cats get a bad rap at times. Yeah, yeah, they're a little different. You know that? A little different, but I, I'm, a, I'm a cat person. I really do like them, let's too. Quickly, let's quickly rip through the draft. Okay, quickly. let's do it. All right. You want to Match start? Matchups. You want me to start? We can. Let me start. Go Let ahead. me start for a change. Cool. Do it. I'm going Bill Belichick against Justin Herbert Ooh. because last year the Patriots beat Justin Herbert 45 to nothing. Yeah. And earlier this week, Bill Belichick was going on and on and on and on about how great Justin Herbert is. Let's see if Herbert can at least score a point his second pass against Bill Belichick. Yeah, I, I hear you there. I do. And one of the other things that happened in that matchup last year was the Chargers couldn't stop 
the Patriots from running. Remember that? I mean, they just rammed it down their throat the whole freaking game. And the Patriots the last two weeks have got the running game going, and the Chargers are by far the worst running defense in football. So they're going to be interesting, that matchup, definitely. Kind of like uh, quietly under the radar, that one. Uh, I'm going to go, you know, AFC South here. Darius Leonard, Derrick Henry, right? I mean, again, you got one of the best middle linebackers in football versus maybe the best running back in football. We know that. What force of nature he is, Derrick Henry. They're going to ride him. But, yeah, I mean, Darius Leonard's ability to get the defense right, everybody in the right position, and, of course, yeah, he's going to be leading the charge as far as trying to stop that running game and, and make – Tannehill and company throw the football that's good I'm looking forward to that game that's going to be a really good one Colts got a pretty good run defense but we know Tennessee almost runs the ball on everybody until you compromise it to such a situation they go okay we got to throw it there's too many guys up there so I'm, I'm excited to see that sneaky great game on Sunday in Seattle the Jaguars coming to town two weeks to get ready and two of Pete Carroll's former offensive coordinators yeah. on the same staff working together in Daryl Bevel and Brian Schottenheimer. So it's Pete versus Bevel and Schottenheimer. And I'm not going to tip my hand too much on this one. I'm just going to be very interested to see what they do against a defense they know very well and if the Seattle offense can do anything against the Jaguars defense that is not horrendous. Yeah, Chris. well, yeah, I mean, you, you tipped your hand by saying not tipped your hand. It sounds like you're going to pick Jacksonville in that one. I, uh, I may. You I may. may. I, may yes. ride. I may let it ride. I yeah. picked them to win two weeks ago. I may let it ride. Yeah, I hear you there. I hear you. Um, okay, I'm going to go to just a matchup tonight, just one that I'm looking forward to. First-round pick from Green Bay, Eric Stokes, Eric Stokes out of Georgia. He's been really good for them. I mean, he's... He's played phenomenal. You know, and it's a shame they don't have Jair Alexander healthy and on the other side. But hey, I'm I'm just excited to see him match up and what you know, they're gonna have to play some moments of man to man coverage against Arizona. Arizona does too much stuff on offense to just sit there and say, Oh, we're gonna play zones and 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 all that type of defense because there's just too many ways they can beat it. And of course, sometimes you gotta worry about Kyler running and you gotta put people into that position to stop it. You gotta play some man. Eric Stokes, I'm just excited to see who he matches up with, how often they play man-to-man just in the broader picture of the game but I think that's one of the things uh certainly can dictate who wins the football game is the ability of the Packers secondary to match up with some of these receivers that are really talented in Arizona last one for me and this is plain and simple is Jameis going to eat a W against his former team Jameis versus the entire Buccaneers organization the team that threw him out and made the right decision frankly because they won the Super Bowl but this is his chance this is his shot he was not impressive on Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks can he get it done going toe-to-toe against Tom Brady can't wait to see how that one plays yeah that'll be interesting too they need to get they you know they got to get that pass game going you can't sit there and think you're going to run the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers consistently that's going to be big this week you're right I'm excited about a lot of matchups in that game I really am um that's that's going to be a good one all right I'm going to go to one we just talked about just a few seconds ago because I'm the Steelers front seven versus the Browns O-line I mean yes the Steelers hey you know it's it's this is a big game for both teams I understand that uh but the Steelers don't want to lose this and and you know division rival be what now three and four uh, their their defensive front seven is going to have to play a special game because this is the best run game in football with Cleveland. It's the best O-line. They're really well coached. And if they can slow that down and make it about the quarterback throwing the football a little bit in Cleveland, that thing could get real interesting. 
That's the Week 8 Matchup Draft. We'll wrap up this Thursday edition of PFT Live right after this. The element of the pass game. How about the 2016 NFL Divisional Round? Whoa. Packers at Cardinals. The Aaron second Rodgers Hail Mary on the drive. multiple yeah. Hail Marys. Right. Yes. <laughs> multiple. And this is the one that sent the game to overtime. And they should have gone for two, Mike McCarthy. Maybe you'd still be the coach in Green Bay if you'd gone for two there. Because oh, the Cardinals Rogers. got the ball. You're the and greatest off it I've went. ever seen. That was it. Cardinals won that game. But the Cardinals won that game. They went right down the field and scored. Remember that play by Larry Fitzgerald where yeah. he was not going to be denied? Remember around, that? In and out. Yeah, I do. I remember it. Yeah, that was special. That really was. That was uh, amazing. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was a good game. They've had some good battles, definitely. But Rodgers is the man. That's so, why I'm excited tonight to watch my man, the greatest ever, Rodgers. What happened next after that? The Cardinals lost to the Panthers? Uh, well, it, no. So that would have been the 2015 season. It would have been 2016 Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah. Cardinals won that game yeah, and moved then, on to the loss to the Panthers. Yeah, I think so. Right. That was a divisional playoff yeah. game. So exactly it was 2015 right. season. Yeah. 2015 season. Oh, oh the there way. he is. There's That's what Chris man. is going to be doing tonight while he's watching the game. Oh, man. Come on. Oh, man. Nothing better than doing that, watching watching him do that. Woo! And BB, that's going to be fun tonight. It's your guy versus yeah. my guy. It's, it's going to be fun. Does that mean I have to pick the Cardinals? It sounds like you're no. going to pick the Cardinals. I'm thinking about picking the Packers. Yeah, no, it doesn't we'll mean anything. Out. I just I know you we're, love Kyler Murray, and, of course, I love Aaron Rodgers. You know that. We're taping the Mega Picks podcast coming up later today. You'll see it in the afternoon. You'll see who we picked in that game and all others. Thanks for some of your time. See you tomorrow morning. See ya. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.